0: Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos.
1: And I'm (laughs) Ozzy.
0: In this episode, we will be reviewing Patriot's Day and Live by Night, as well as discussing um, what we think will happen in the Oscar nominations. Enjoy the show.
1: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's my day off, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. can't, can't go wrong with a day off. Hey. You just can't. Well, you could because you went and go. You went to see
0: Sing again today. You just Why? gotta
1: ruin it. Um, <laughs> My friend wanted to see it, so I had to go and, you know, see it with her. I had to, you know, be another trooper and uh, see the film again.
0: Of all the movies, though, man. I mean, there's.
1: Really, I, mean, I mean, it's not a bad movie. We, but really, what other options do we got? Like, there's not a lot of other good ones out there, to be honest with you. Shut up. I'm gonna be re- no. And th- we went to Synopolis. Oh, at that theater, then I'll agree with you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, you didn't establish
0: that for the listeners So okay, but
1: they don't. Okay, all right. So Sinopolis only plays basic movies. Regal and Cinemark <laughs> it's a good play way to a it. variety of different movies out there. So I went to the most basic theater. <laughs> It's a speaking good way of, to which, speaking of which, like they just, they just, they staple their ticket to the receipt, yeah, and then they just tear it, yeah. They don't rip it apart. They just, it just tears. They just make a little tear and mm-hmm. then just hand it back to you. Which I don't even know why they need to do that. Uh, the, that theater... I have
0: many issues with the theater, but... Hey, we are not here to make sure we never get sponsored by Sinopolis. Um, we are here to uh, do some of the reviews. And to talk about the Oscars and just a bunch of different things. So, we are live on Facebook. If you're listening to this um, on the audio recording, then you should have checked us out on live. And it's unfortunate that you missed it, but... Always check it out next time. Who knows when that'll be, but we'll make the announcement on our social media, all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that nonsense. So definitely be sure to check us out there because then you won't miss the fun next time.
1: Definitely. And for everybody
0: on Facebook Live right now, good job. You're smart people. I love you guys. (laughs)
1: Love you guys. Love everybody. Um, Actually. Some, some of you I love. Not all of you. There's <laughs> some, an exception.
0: There's an exception to the rule. That's good. I mean, that's no, not good, but you know,
1: whatever. No, because you don't know who they are. Sometimes you know what I'm saying. Like, what if fair. it's like you know the weirdest. Aaron
0: name. Taylor Johnson's character from Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, okay, and I'm that. gonna give you that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you're like
1: I love you. It'll be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, speaking of Aaron Taylor Johnson, if you missed the last episode um, titled The Great Aaron Taylor Johnson Debate, it's definitely one you don't want to miss. We talked some Golden Globes. We got into an argument. It was a great time. We will not restart that argument now because that will I pick up like the entire episode.
1: nothing to say about that argument besides you're wrong. Anyways, so Patriot's Day. Yes, so we will be
0: reviewing, first of all, Patriot's Day. Um, Patriot's Day, if you do not know, is the movie starring Mark Wahlberg, directed by uh, Peter, Peter Berg. Peter Berg? That's, I couldn't remember his first name. Peter Berg. Mm-hmm. And this is the second movie in a single year. They're, these are both 2016 releases that these this tandem is released. That's incredible.
1: Definitely. I mean,
0: jeez. That doesn't happen. Like You never see a director release two movies in the same year. And then to have it be with the same actor, that's very, very um, unique. But anyway, this movie is about the Boston Marathon bombing 2013. If you're thinking to yourself, man, that wasn't that long ago and they already have a movie about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely... It's something that has been debated on whether it was okay for them to make this movie or not. We're not going to get into all that. But... And that's one thing I do want to preface this by. Um, we are going to be judging this as a movie. So any negatives we bring up or we're talking about the movie. We are not trying to offend anybody or talk negatively. Even if we bring up negatives, if we have any, we're not talking about the actual incident. We're not trying to be derogatory towards that. We yeah. are just talking about the film as a film. And we okay. have to judge it as such. That being said, I'm not going to have many negatives. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, this was a fantastic movie um geez For, so positives I will just start off here Mark Wahlberg I, you can ask me right after the movie whether I thought he was better in Deepwater Horizon which is the other movie that this tandem um did in 2016 or this and I think he was better in this mm-hmm. um he really got to me at parts in this movie I thought he gave an incredible performance I don't think it's possible at all he's not getting any buzz or nor do I think it's, I'm iffy on if he deserves it, but he deserves some sort of recognition for the combined effort of these two performances. It's incredible.
1: Peter Peter Berg is can, definitely. Oh my god! Peter is definitely uh, one of my favorite directors of 2016. He just he brought out two hits. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he definitely had his thinking about both of these movies after mm-hmm. after yeah. we left the theater.
0: And two great he got two great performances out of yeah, Wahlberg. man.
1: I mean, he makes Wahlberg work. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so I really did love Wahlberg in this movie, especially. Um, overall, I mean, even all the performances, really, there's a bunch of, it's basically Wahlberg and then a bunch of other kind of side characters, but even Wahlberg's kind of a side character, and I'll touch on that a little bit later, but, um, just all the performances overall, this is actually a pretty big and loaded cast, and... I think it really, really worked overall. Melissa Benoist is in this movie, which we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah,
1: J.K. Ma- Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Um, John Michelle Goodman.
0: Monahan, mm-hmm. um, who <laughs> I'm a big fan of. I love Michelle Monahan. Um, and she was great in this movie. I, I just, this cast is incredible. I, I really did love all the performances all around.
1: Yeah, the cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the thing that this movie does. Um, it just presents it the way it comes off is in the first few scenes, you know, you just see everybody and their and their lives basically hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's another normal day. Um, you know, and it's it's really amazing how they really preference that because like it it made me think after I left the movie, like, you know, I don't know what the hell is gonna to happen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like I only like I think I know what's gonna to happen tomorrow, but something can something like that can happen. You know, yeah. so it just makes you think. You know, because they were all talking about like yeah, you know, we're just gonna do this tomorrow. You know, this, and it's just like wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and he Peter Berg just really knows how to use music. He really knows how to use music. Yes. Um, he knows how to make a moment happen just by um the way he shoots the scenes and and the way he uses the music it's so awesome how you can do that what do you think about that carlos do you agree um
0: yes i i want to i think i know what you're talking about with kind of the music and the sound design um sound design i think both and sound design in both the Deepwater horizon and this movie are incredible because both of them have you know, these big kind of disaster type moments and you've it feels like you're there listening like just the chaos and the terror that's happening and oh my gosh the realism in this movie when it comes to the actual event is astounding it really is Mm -hmm. i felt like i was i was panicking like (laughs) watching it like oh my gosh this is chaotic and you're worried about all these different people and you're um, and then he does a great job setting things up with these different characters, not knowing who is where, and you, you're worried about these people that you barely know, and you've barely been introduced to, but it, he does it so well, and lays it out so effectively that you care about them, and even, like, and like I said, the explosions, and it's just, it was painful to watch at times. There were times, I know, you would, like, put your hand in your mouth, and you're like, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, man, because it's so... It, it, <sighs> it's hard right. to it's, watch.
0: Hard to watch. It's
1: such a real... And it, it's realistic because it happened, but it, I can never... I, I will probably never... Like, I don't I don't think I'll ever... I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Understand what these people... Oh, no. Like, gone yeah. through. You know what I'm saying? Um because I don't know. And the only reason why I say this is because I don't know what's going to happen in the future, you know. <laughs> you know, I hope everything goes well. But, um, you know, he presents that movie with such realism. And it's so crazy that that happened. Um, and you're 100% right, man. Like, when, when stuff hit the fan, you know, that's why, like, when the mu- like when the music was, was, was going, I was just like, oh, my gosh, no. No. Because you feel it happening. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just, I wanted it to just end, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to, like, fast forward because, like, that's how intense it was. And um, when it happened, I was, I was like, oh, my gosh. And the fact that a movie is able to get me to that point, I'm just like, no, like, oh, my gosh, like, Mm -hmm. what the heck is going on? When I already know what's going to happen because, you know, it's historical, that's crazy. Yeah. That is, um, that is crazy how that director really, um, had that moment, mm-hmm. uh, how he gave us that moment.
0: Um, what I would compare, uh, like one last note on the realism and then we'll move on to our next points. Um, what I would compare the realism in this movie to is the realism of the first like 15, 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I think it's that like just visceral and hard to watch and terrifying, it's really, really terrifying. Honestly, yeah, that's, and this, that's how I would describe it. And
1: I think he does a great job. Also, um, Peter Berg does a great job with all the performances and all the characters. But mm-hmm. the characters he also introduces us to the people who did this. Yeah, and it's interesting to see the characters, you yeah. know, and their mindsets and and what they did. Mm-hmm. It's horrifying but at the same time it it was so and like he kept us watching at the end of this point and it, like watching them and we're rooting mm-hmm. um for the police to catch these guys yeah. we're rooting for Mark Wahlberg to catch them um there was a scene with Mark Wahlberg and my gosh um that's,
0: that's the scene where i was like Mark Wahlberg needs some kind of recognition yeah because
1: oh, it's man. just cuz it, it just gets us, yeah. it just gets you thinking like for those of you who are watch, for those of you like who are listening to us who aren't in the, you know, maybe you're in another country, a uh, different state or, or whatever. You know, we live in Fort La- like we live in Boca and we live uh, probably like 35 minutes away from Fort Lauderdale where like there was an incident that just happened there. And you know, it's just crazy how you can just call somebody and be like, "Hey man, like I'll just come get you from there." You mm-hmm. know, uh or just meet me there. Yeah. You know, and then something horrible can happen, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just so crazy how something like that happened. It's something similar happened to Mar- Mark Wahlberg's character, um, you know, and that scene was just so powerful, mm-hmm. you know? It just shows, and it just, it makes you, that movie for me personally, just shows us that, like, you don't know what can happen, you mm-hmm. know? Y- you can just make a phone call, and that phone call could be a mistake, you know? Yeah. Without you knowing, without you know, it's not your fault, but it could be a mistake to bring some someone there when someone else can have a plan, yeah. you know? So, it is just crazy. Um, that movie definitely has you thinking after you leave it. After um, you leave it, the movie has you thinking about life and appreciating yeah. others. And a good, a fantastic thing that this movie does is really, um, it really focuses, again, on the... On the victims, and the mm-hmm. end, they pay tribute. Like he did to Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, and it it's beautiful. It, honestly, it's a beautiful thing to see at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the one of the biggest questions I got regarding this movie was how they were going to make this one incident kind of an entire kind of feature length film. You know, how are they going to draw this whole thing out to the hour ninety that it needs to be, or whatever it ended up being. Or the hour 30, or 90, geez. Like, the 90 minutes that requires... It is required to be considered a feature film. How are you going to get to that point? Was
1: two hours and 13 minutes, man. Yeah, they
0: get to that point by kind of drawing out... They want to show the investigation as a whole. That's what it was. Like, basically, the first act of the movie is leading up to the incident and then there's the incident and then the last two acts are basically just the investigate or the last act especially is the investigation i'm trying to catch the these guys and that part of the movie i thought was really actually well done for the most part and it's so i, I don't want to say epic that's the wrong word but it's it's just a such a sprawling story it's all like it it feels like a huge story, and there's so many different aspects to it, and they he touches on all the, all these different aspects on how they accomplished this, how they were able to get these pictures, how they were able to find the first guy, how they're, and it, it all kind of connects together pretty well. And the detail that they're able to go into that's the one thing that, or that's another thing I can really praise this movie for. And you can really tell if you just watch interviews of Peter Berg and um, Mark Wahlberg. You can tell that these guys care about the city of Boston, number one. And number two, this event and these victims. Mm -hmm. They care about this. And you can tell. It's very easy to tell because of how much effort and detail they put into this.
1: Definitely. The actors, the production, they wanted to make sure that this story was told 100% correct. Yes. You know, you have a lot of biopics out there. That are just sold just for blockbusters and, 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 and all that. But you can tell that the cast and the production really cared about this story. And they mm-hmm. wanted to get it right. So, I think they did a great job. I really think they did a fantastic job with mm-hmm. this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, Alright, so let's move into negatives. Um, Ozzy, what do you got?
1: Um... It's not necessarily a, a negative. It's just in like the beginning. It's sort of just like a warning. Um, the beginning can feel kind of confusing, and I know what um, you're yeah. yeah, it can feel a little bit confusing because you're getting all these different characters, and you're just like, okay, why do I need to know this person? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to know this person? Why do I care about this person? But I'm telling you, just if you can hold on mm-hmm. for like for if you can hold on, it's gonna pay off because everything ties. To, Everything ties them together.
0: Um, yeah, that's actually the first thing I have listed is it's busy. It's a very busy movie, yeah. especially in the first... Well, really throughout the entire thing. But yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Like, the the characters at first, they're just all kind of thrown at you. And they're all in random places in their lives doing random things. And you're just like, what? Like I'm confused what this person has to do with anything. The one thing... And, again, we're kind of nitpicking with this movie because it is really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that is just something that I don't know, like, it all does connect, but it doesn't necessarily connect as quickly as I wanted it to, but again, I'm really nitpicking with that, um, and then also another thing that I have written down here is that, and this, again, this is something that is, it's hard because this is a true life event, and this is a one thing, this is what I gave my warning about, the, the pace of the movie slows down because, Almost because they were putting so much detail into it They wanted everything to be exact And The pace slows down When the investigation slows down So when the investigation That you're watching throughout the movie Kind of is at a low point Where they're kind of They're not finding much They're just kind of playing a waiting game I felt that watching I was like Okay let's let's get going Can we kind of move on to the next big event In this investigation You know um, and I felt that. And again, it's hard because it's an actual real life event, so you can't say they need to pick up the p-. like it. That's how it went down, you know. They yeah. can't just skip around. So it's hard. But as a film, again, as a film, that was a problem with it for me. Uh, do you have anything else?
1: That's basically it, yeah, okay. man. I mean, there is some um, moment. I mean, that's the only moment I could really think of. And then there are some moments when it came to like the cinematography in the beginning where i was kind of like confused i know what you're saying yeah it didn't
0: bother me as much
1: um but but again like it's just a warning because the method that he uses for the cinematography in some shots it's symbolic Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like when he i remember like one of the first scenes was he was shooting a specific thing Mm -hmm. and then it was symbolic towards the end of the film so i was like oh okay i understand why he was doing that
0: Uh, um I would also say, and this is, I mentioned this a little bit before, Wahlberg's character, again, great performance, loved Wahlberg in this movie, (laughs) but I think they kind of struggled with, they, because Wahlberg's obviously the biggest name attached to this movie, right? Mm -hmm. And he's the star. And they struggled because they wanted to make him the main character, but there was also really, if you think about it and how it broke down, and again, true life events, so it's hard, but... it's almost like he what really wasn't the main character. Like I mean he's not the protagonist. He's not or I mean he's a protag. He, he's a protagonist, he's but he's not the guy. It's not like he's the one who comes in at the end and saves every you know. It's it follows him, it's through his perspective. And I think they wanted to kind of make him the focal point of the movie, think, but really he's not really trying, it's Boston. I feel you like know? you're
1: trying to say like the narr like the narrative yeah, is yeah, sometimes maybe. like all over the place. Yes. Which is understandable, which is mm-hmm. understandable.
0: Uh, but again, they, I get what they're going for. But it's almost like yes, they wanted to throw, show it from all these different perspectives. But mm-hmm. in the, end, they kept coming back to Wahlberg, and I don't know if necessarily he was the right character to come back to. I don't know. That's,
1: I was always interested in, in Wahlberg in Wahlberg's character, so I wasn't yeah. like upset about it at all. Um,
0: uh, yeah, and then also there, and again, really, I'm, I, <laughs> trust me, these aren't like huge, big issues I have with it. I'm really reaching here. Um, there were a couple moments in the script when I again, and this ties back into Wahlberg's character being almost a little bit forced to be the lead. Is it, it's, it's there were some over dramatic moments. There were kind of. And and but again, I don't know how much of this is accurate, so it's hard to me, for me to say it's dramatic. Like, and there's one specific scene that I'm thinking of where Mark Wahlberg's character has a monologue. And I'm like, I don't know if that was necessary. I feel like I would have gotten that from the movie. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Towards the end, I, I feel like I would have gotten that from the movie without him kind of laying it all out like that. And it, so that that was one, and that's really specific and kind of picking again, really nitpicking here. And when you Hear my rating, you'll understand why I say I'm really nitpicking here. These are not major issues. So, Ozzy, all that to say, what is your rating for Patriots Day?
1: I'm at a 9.4.
0: Okay, I am at a 9.5. <laughs> <I'm laughs> same, right yeah, yeah, so same place, yeah. So, this is a fantastic movie. It is yet another example as to why we wait so long to release or to make official our top 10 list of 2016. Um, this will definitely be on both of our lists, and yeah, it's, it's really a brilliant movie. Agreed. Alright, so now let's move on to another movie that is partially set in Boston, um, Live by Night. This is a movie, the fourth directed movie, I believe, fourth directed movie, by Ben Affleck, and it is, of course, starring Ben Affleck, and also a bunch of other people. This has a, actually, a pretty decent cast. Um... So, this movie is basically about this guy who, he comes back from a war. It's set in kind of the Prohibition era in the 20s. Um, He comes back from war and he he basically says, I'm not going to follow rules anymore. And he becomes an outlaw. And he starts to, but he doesn't want to be a gangster. So, he just kind of is an outlaw, but he doesn't want to be a gangster. And then... Something happens, and he goes to prison, and then he, when he comes back, he starts to decide he's going to be a gangster. And that's basically how the movie goes down. Um, that's not spoiling anything. That's all in the trailer. So if you think that's spoiling anything, sorry. Um, it's not. <laughs> but anyway. So, this movie, for me, overall, it's just... It's frustrating because there's it's there. I can see it. All of the ingredients are right there and they're in grasp. Like I can just reach out and put them together and go, They're they're right there. We just have to put them together nicely. And he can't do it. And it almost feels like that he's so distracted from everything else with all the Batman stuff, writing the Batman script, deciding he's going to direct it, starring in Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, that he was just like, well, i got to get this movie out, and I don't have time to put it all together, so uh, there. That's what this movie felt like to me. Um, what about you, Ozzy? Overall thoughts?
1: God. um, This movie loses its focus. Yes. Majorly. It starts out... You know, just like you said, and it ends up being a revenge. And then he just loses focus 100%. I'm just like, so we got from here to this. Mm-hmm. How? Um, so it just... Let's just start off with the positives. The performances were great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they were bad. The performances are actually really great in this movie. Um, ben Affleck's character with uh, Zoe Zaldana for the little screen time that they have together. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good it's pretty good um i'll get more on that situation later okay um what do you think
0: um positives uh the story i think like you said the story is actually it's there again i will keep saying that it is there the stories are there the themes are there there there's definitely something that you can you can latch onto and say There is a good story here, and there are good themes that he's trying to reach, and by the end I was still like, okay, I see what you're going for, but I don't think it landed. Um, but again, we'll get there. The story is interesting, and I think they could've, although it could've been told definitely better, (laughs) I think that the story in and of itself, if you break it down, is interesting, and it is entertaining. Um... And like I mentioned before, the cast is actually rather impressive. You have Zoe Saldana's in this movie, Ben Affleck does a good job, um, and Elle Fanning, I've been a huge fan of Elle, fan- Elle Fanning for a long time, and she is really good in this movie. Um, she has kind of a almost disturbing character, um, that she, she does. So that's definitely, um, a positive for me. I really did love the cast in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Um... And then also... I'm going to say the cinematography was actually really good in this movie, too. I, I like know, the cinematography. You just, weren't a fan?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't love the color palette they chose. And, like, it was kind of pretty vibrant. And I'm like, this is, doesn't really work for me for a crime drama. Um, and I had a problem with the kind of cinematography and the way this movie looks from the beginning, from the trailer. I was like, eh, I don't know if I like where this is, how this visually looks. But I think I'm in, kind of in the minority with that opinion because... Um every review that I've kind of seen has been like uh the it's a visually impressive movie. I, I didn't it was it just wasn't for me, maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean I, I personally I personally enjoyed it. I thought the cinematography worked yeah. well for um, the movie.
0: Yeah, and just like um the last movie we talked about Patriots Day, I think they especially in Boston, and again you can tell that Ben Affleck cares about Boston. Um he's a good Boston boy, as Bob would say. Um <laughs> as our head of marketing Bob would say. He um You can tell he cares about Boston because that that sequence, that entire first act when it's basically focused in Boston, I think that works a lot better than the rest of the movie. Um, It's a little little bit more well put together, number one. And number two, Mm -hmm. I think they had a lot of, it was very detailed in kind of that era. And I think they did nail that era, especially in the first act for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, they really do respect. That particular era I think yes. it was like the twenties where the movies yes. when it's the movies took- yeah. yeah, so they really did respect the twenties and uh the set design was yes. I thought the set design was great, the props were mm-hmm. really good um the pro- you know you could just tell the the production was really it was pr- it was produced pr- really like yeah. really well um so i I enjoyed it when um, it comes to the production value yeah. and everything
0: uh last positive I have is this has a surprising amount of humor, and most of it worked for me. Um, every time they kind of threw in a little kind of jet, like, it was all written really well into the dialogue, like, someone would say something and then, um, Ben Affleck's character would have, like, a pretty nice kind of comeback, and I was like, that was actually kind of funny. Um, so, I, I, do think that the humor that was in here, it's not, like, a lot, this is not a comedy, but, um, the humor that is in the movie does work for me, so. Um, you have any other positives?
1: I'll, uh, I'll agree with that statement that you, that you said. Okay. That, that, cause no, because, it, uh, cause you're right. Um, he, that character that I did the character that was the comedy, re- the relief, uh, his character's name was, um, Dion Dion, Bartolo. Okay. And, uh, he's played by Chris, uh, mm-hmm. I think he did a great job. He really yeah. kind of balanced it out and he did have a few one-liners yeah. that I liked. And, again, he had great chemistry. There's a lot of great chemistry, and I think there's some pretty good dialog Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Um, all right. So do you have any more positives? Nope. That's it. All right. So we will move into negatives. And I've been saying it all along. The execution. Um, I don't, like I said, concepts are all there. I don't think they executed it well. I think the narrative is, it, it's almost like he was playing with a, Ben Affleck, as a director, was trying to play with a different narrative structure for him, and I don't think he necessarily landed it. And again, this could be a learning experience, he could try something new next time, and it could work wonders, because Ben Affleck is now, if we count this movie, he's still three for four. I mean, he's made a good movie, a great movie, and an Academy Award-winning movie. And now he's made an meh movie. So, <laughs> yeah. and that's just how, how it is, and... But anyway, the narrative structure I don't think worked. There was a lot of um, voiceover that was just kind of there and bland. I don't think that worked very well for me. Um, And then there was also a lot of pacing pacing issues with the character development and the relationship development. There were times yeah. things just happened and you're just like, what? but you just said you weren't going to do that. And now you're doing it. And it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. Like when Carlos said that, he's just like, I'm not going to follow orders. He's following orders. Yeah. It... Um. The, the relationship that he has was, uh, Zoe Saldana's character, uh, Grasilia. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Completely unearned completely okay. unearned because it just that felt out of place honestly it's because the way that they executed it they've they had like probably like three sit downs and then mm-hmm. she's all just like we're not gonna make love and then he's just like oh really why not and then they started not, but and they started doing it and then you just saw them for one night and then oh you know you I moved in like <laughs> yeah. so it just that's it kind of just happened. Um I, so I didn't really I didn't really care for their their relationship. See,
0: I actually thought they had good
1: chemistry. I liked it. Um just because they have good chemistry doesn't mean that it, it was still to I, me it's still but bothered I just, me. Yeah,
0: I I'm just saying I don't think it was as kind of rushed as you're saying it was, but that's just my opinion. This is all just opinion. Yeah.
1: So whatever. Um, um I also had a problem with her character. I just feel like she could have been more of use and I they kind of just wasted her in a uh, sense. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I really
0: disagree on Zoe's son on his character. I didn't I, mind her character at all.
1: I don't, no, it's not that I hated her character. It's just I feel that we, there wasn't, there wasn't, like, there could have been better use for her character. Like, we didn't get enough for her character because in the first few, like, the first few scenes that we see her in, I feel like she's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the late, like, when they're together, I feel like that's when she loses her spark. Okay. As yeah, a singular character, I, I feel know. like she loses her spark because then she starts because she depends solely on on uh, Ben Affleck's character.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he's the he's the lead, so it's gonna happen. I don't know. It just, I mean, yeah, I'm but just but saying he's it didn't the, okay, me. but
1: like I don't know. What? Black <laughs> Widow is still like fantastic with or without Iron Man or Captain America. She's still her own character. She doesn't need to depend. On those other characters to I, help her,
0: but I'm not. I'm just saying I, I don't think it was as drastic as a drop as you seem to think it was. No. It, but whatever, that's just a small one character, it's one like, character, yeah.
1: thing. But um,
0: <laughs> um, but I will say that I liked the first relationship. I thought that his yeah, first I think relationship his first worked re- a lot yes. better. Although I don't think it wrapped up satisfyingly at all. I, you want to talk about something that was that unearned? Is the way that relationship ended do not think that was earned at all. We won't get into that because we're going to spoiler territory, but I just don't think the way that that relationship wrapped everything up
1: worked at all. I feel like it was stupid how they ended it yeah, because it they set it up they sense. set it up so well. Yeah. And those are the two characters you were rooting for. I'm just like, dang, man. Yeah. Like I really want them to, to work out in the end. So their relationship had a fantastic chemistry, but you know the way they ended it was horrible. I think personally. Yeah. Um, Matthew Mahar, who played R.D. Prout. Now you don't, you may not remember him, but he was the really dumb KKK. Guy. Oh, dude.
0: Okay, that's when I. That's when this movie completely <laughs> lost me. Honestly, I was sitting there going, you know, this this is it, it's still good because the first I really did like the first act. Mm-hmm. I, I still thought it had narrative issues, but I liked the first act. Then we started to get in the middle section I'm like okay It's starting to lose me a little bit as soon as that character that KKK guy is introduced I was like
1: I'm out this <laughs> is Yeah because <laughs> he's so, so he felt so cartoonish yes, I feel like I was watching yes. an adult, I feel like I was watching a family guy Cartoon character come alive on screen. Yeah. It just felt so cartoony. Like, Very it felt that stereotyped. He was, it was not, uh, I
0: don't know. Yeah, there
1: was no character built to this guy. He just felt so cartoony, mm-hmm. and they felt, I felt like he was forced. Like, it felt like he was literally pushing for something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I did not like his character. I mm-hmm. thought it was completely unnecessary. Like, it could have been any uh, anybody else, and I would have been like, okay, but it was completely unnecessary. Yeah um again my negative with this movie is it loses its focus mm-hmm. okay you have a great like we both agree like the first act and the relationship that was set up there was really good mm-hmm. you know let's follow that through in the second act in the second act it just dropped for me it dropped a lot man mm-hmm. it just lost its focus so much and i started not to care
0: mm-hmm.
1: we did not like there's a protagonist and the, there's an antagonist i'm sorry in the movie but you, you don't really you, you don't see him lose. for the second half of the movie you don't really see him <laughs> you only see him for like two seconds and you're just like what, what are we doing I mean, like it's yeah. just um you lose interest in it because he loses interest in it and he's not paying attention and then he mentions it every like two seconds i'm just like you're not doing anything about it though you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't know i just felt completely wasted mm-hmm.
0: uh, i definitely get what you're saying there and finally i this is my last thing um the, there, there were some things written in the script that it was just like lazy, like things that really don't add up. And the, normally I would just pass some of these off as whatever. It's a movie. Things like this are happen that don't make any sense. But, um, there's just so many of them that it kind of, was like, there's so many like piles of things that it's just like, do you not think about these things? Like, okay, there's a moment. This is going to be my prime example. There is a moment where Ben Affleck is basically thrown from his car, right? Mm-hmm. And he is thrown so hard that he passes out on the side of the road. And he's... Like, his car was going fast, and he's thrown from it, okay? <laughs> like, he probably messed something up in his... Something. He would have hurt himself badly. He's already been hurt bad enough to probably got a concussion to be knocked out, number one. Number two, I mean, if you're thrown from your car, you're going to break a bone. So... He's thrown from his car. He wakes up probably, I would guess, like an hour later,
1: right? I guess a few hours. A few an hour,
0: hours. a couple hours, something like that. Yeah. Wakes up. And without pause, without like a look around, without like, oh man, like rubbing his head, anything like that, just goes straight from waking up lying on the ground to getting up, walking away. It's like GTA. It's like yeah, it's like it, that's, what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. It was literally like he just like laying on the ground. Okay, get up, walk away. And then he's like,
1: like, and then he was like, he's like, I walked five miles on the sidewalk. I was sitting there
0: like you were just knocked out for a long time from being thrown from a car. And you get up and just... And that was, like, one thing I'm like, okay, that was kind of yeah, was, was kind of silly. And then there were just <laughs> other little random things. And, again, these are little things, but there were just so many that they added up. To the point where I was sitting there like, okay, we live in Florida. And part of this movie takes place in Florida. And there were things with, like, there were gators and uh, dolphins, dolphins yeah. in the same place. And I'm sitting there thinking like... thinking
1: about this. I was just like, there's dolphins swimming in the Everglades now. <laughs> I could be... I could be completely off, but I'm just like, what the hell is a dolphin and an okay. alligator sharing the like same- Whatever.
0: Maybe, <laughs> look, maybe that makes sense to people who are like not from Florida. So you think and you're like, oh, there are dolphins, there's gators, so they're probably in the same. No, they're not in the same place. That. Ugh. It was so dumb. <laughs> I was just saying.
1: Like, see a little dolphin swimming yeah. alongside. <laughs> it, it was just.
0: I was sitting there and like, that was stupid. But again, it was just all these little random things in the script I'm like, this is. What? So, anyway. All right. Finally, we will kind of ra- circle back. What. Do uh, you want me to re- rate it first? Yeah, you can me? rate it first. All right. I am rating this movie at 5.2. I. Like I said, I really do like the first act. I think the cast is great. I think. Again, it's all there. It's in reach. <laughs> and they mess it up with the execution. So I, I just think it kind of, ends up being just kind of a movie that it's like there and kind of forgettable and just unmemorable.
1: I'm rating this movie a 4.6. Wow. Yeah. Um, this movie has a good setup. Completely loses its setup. Um, for me, it's a waste of of, it's a waste of a performance by zoe zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. um honestly it's not her fault i feel like they just wasted her character yeah um the third act was really kind of sunk us up for me some somewhat and mm-hmm. i feel like the movie did not need to be as long as it did i feel like we did not need the ending to happen honestly i we just we just didn't it was not important yeah. for me personally it was not important it did not add anything to the overall story at all um, so this movie could have been trimmed down there was it lost its focus it's not something I would it's not something I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend
0: see Patriots Day yeah. that's the bottom line
1: <laughs> see Patriots Day see a monster calls it was still out there yeah. see these Oscar movies like we said in our last review like,
0: like, there's tons of these movies still out Patriots Day, Silence A Monster Calls um, what else? There's another one. I'm, 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 I'm forgetting. I don't know. But there's tons of these movies still out and people aren't just going to see them and it's frustrating. <laughs> I even posted a meme about it earlier today. So go check that out on my Twitter. <laughs> um, at Cheery456. But G-456 anyway,
1: is just on there. On
0: Instagram as well.
1: <laughs> um,
0: it's there as well. But anyway, so we are going to move on to our discussion about kind of the Oscar nominations. Those are coming up um sneaking up on us about 11 days ish or no is it the 20th or the 24th i can't remember i think the
1: 20 24th yeah
0: yeah so we got about 11 days until the oscar nominations are announced we will have kind of a before the nominations are announced episode where we kind of list off what we think should be nominated um not necessarily think what we will this is more what we will think or think will get nominated Geez, i'm all over the place but we will have an episode talking about what we think should be nominated. So, anyway. Um, we have... And this is all about award stuff. So, if you don't care about award stuff, sorry. Uh, thanks for listening to the, this part of the episode. You can check it out from here. Um, but anyway. Um... To first explain how the Oscar nominating process works, um, I did kind of read or share a video that Collider.com did kind of explaining how the process works. I'll explain it again here. Um, the Oscar nomination process, basically the Oscars, is the Academy is broken up into about um, a group of six to seven thousand people and they're broken up into 16 branches about 16 roughly okay and each branch votes on what they would nominate like their top five in each of their categories so the actors will nominate people they're the ones who nominate for the acting categories the directors nominate for the directing category the writers nominate for the writing category. Mm -hmm. Um, and then everyone votes on it from there and then best picture, everyone nominates. It's a little bit different. Um, but anyway, so this is why the guild, the different guild awards are more important. Um, so we're going to talk about some of these things. Um, we've already kind of talked about the acting awards, so we'll kind of stay away from those. Let's focus on the writing and the directing. So this is actually really interesting. Um, so the writers guild the writers guild for adapted screenplay we'll start there arrival not was not and this is talking about the writers guild of america awards they nominated arrival for adapted screenplay deadpool fences hidden figures and nocturnal animals so these i'm surprised by deadpool do you think deadpool has a shot because of the writers guild nomination these are the people most of the people not all of them but these are a lot of people who will be voting for, or who will be nominating for the Academy. Do you think that Deadpool is a shot?
1: Okay. I'm going to give you two answers. Okay. I don't think it deserves to be recognized by the Academy because, one, there have been so many great superhero movies that are, to me, better than Deadpool. hmm Okay. Um, like, for example, I thought... Uh, Civil War was better But I think but, but wait I'm the on, scripts okay no I thought the script was I thought some of the writing in Civil War was fantastic mm-hmm. but um, I do think that it has a chance at getting nominated for the Academy for Best Screenplay man it, because, it's crazy because I'm just like because I just didn't think that Deadpool would be the one to get like an Academy Award for Best Screenplay but you know
0: I mean, hey, these, man. that that's, I mean, I just don't see it happening. I could, I, I don't think it has a chance to win no matter what. It's not going to happen, winning-wise. Mm. But a nomination, man, that is, I think it's possible, but it's just so hard to imagine. It's so <laughs> hard to imagine being like them kind of, we're, we're talking about like listening to the nominees and it's like best adapted screenplay. Deadpool. <laughs> and it's like really <laughs> like I couldn't imagine that. Just
1: it's imagine. Like, just so weird. imagine. Just imagine. And the Academy goes to Deadpool. No, it's <laughs> not going to happen. There's no way.
0: Um, the one that the ones that don't. So, I mean, nocturnal animals. De- de- definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would be shocked if it's not, not. I mean, I would be angry if it wasn't. I mean, it is was so <laughs> such a great script. Um, Arrival, uh, so well written. Um, so those two, definitely, I think those are the locks. Do you, what do you think about the script for Hidden Figures? Do you think that has a chance?
1: Um, maybe. I mean, that, I think that movie overall is so underrated it is. as it is. I mean, that movie was, I love that movie. Yeah. I really love that movie. So, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be upset if it was nominated. hmm Okay. I think it deserves recognition, especially for the performances. I think that movie does a fantastic job overall.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So now let's move to a category that I think is a little more kind of competitive, um, because for t- to me it's e- adapted is either gonna go it's probably gonna go to a rival. that's what I think. All right. Um. Hell or high water. This is original screenplay. Now. Okay. So not based on anything. This is just an original screenplay. Hell or high water, Lala La Land, uh, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, and Loving.
1: Mm. Um, I, I think yeah.
0: Heller Highwater I, I said Heller let it be known that in our <laughs> review of Heller Highwater I said that this script was brilliant and it will get nominated for best original screenplay and i um, I think it's there definitely are, it's a lock at this there point.
1: are a lot of good scripts Moonlight, Manchester, Heller Highwater, Arrival, I mean those are all locks for me for um, well,
0: arrivals for adapted, but
1: yeah, for uh, wait, arrival wasn't yeah, um, arrival adapted. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, those three were are so good. Um, I think um, La, La
0: Land ha- it, La La Land's probably the lead to win just because it's got so much momentum right now. Lala La Land's winning everything right now. <laughs> um, but Loving is the one that surprises. It doesn't necessarily surprise me because I think that was a very well written movie, but I was just not expecting that
1: you know yeah i mean i wasn't expecting it either i think it's the least likely to win but i'm glad i'm glad like i said i'm glad it's it's getting recognition Mm -hmm. um
0: are are there any i'm gonna
1: say if i'm gonna go if i'm gonna root for something to win it's Mm -hmm. gonna be between moonlight and manchester okay not La land no offense
0: I would say Heller Highwater, honestly. I love that
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean Heller Highwater was again, I mean especially with Jeff the way they wrote Jeff Bridges' character yes, and the um, way their
0: banter, that's what I love about it. Yeah. To me it's between Heller Highwater and Lala La Land, but that's not what this show's about. We're just talking about what do you think loving is a lock for the Academy nomination?
1: I'll say it has a chance. Yes. I'm not gonna say it's a hundred percent guaranteed, but it has a chance 'cause it was a, it was it really was a well written script. Yeah. Um, so that's I'm gonna say it has a chance,
0: okay, all right, so now let's move to the directors Guild. They released their nominations um when did they release them a couple of days ago, I believe maybe the eleventh or so 11th, mm-hmm. it was either eleventh or the twelfth um so who they nominated for um their top award in the Directors Guild of America Awards we had. Damien Chazelle, La La Land, Garth Davis, Lion, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea, Dennis Villeneuve, Arrival, and that's it. So that those are our nominees for that or the, for the Directors Guild of America's top category. Now, the Directors Guild has pr- been pretty consistent about kind of them nominating people and then also that carrying over to the Academy. But, there has been instances in recent years, this is, again, this is not a majority of things, but a couple years ago, when the aforementioned Ben Affleck was, um, when his movie was up for Best Picture and won for Best Picture, he was not even nominated for Best Director in the Academy. But, in the Director's Guild, he won their top award. So, Again, this is not a perfect... uh, For us saying that the Directors Guild nominated these people, so these are going to definitely be the nominees. That's not always the case. Just not. Um, So, uh, we have Damon Chazelle. Garth Davis is the one. I I liked Lion, but to me, I would put the movie we just even watched. I would put... um, um, Patriots Day. Yeah. Um, crap. I'm blanking on his name Peter again. Berg. Peter Berg.
1: Why isn't Peter Berg in recognition? Um, it is ridiculous that he's not getting any recognition. I this think man put brilliantly directed. I think Patriots Day was has an amazing script. I think Deepwater Horizon has an amazing script as well, especially the. The way he directed, you're in the minority when it comes to that movie. But Dude, I liked them. I'm um, not. I
0: gave the movie a good score, so don't tell me I didn't like the movie. Up. Shut up. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't. You didn't love
1: it movie. as much as everybody else did. So, uh, so you know, that can, means can, nothing. I don't care. Shut it. Um, anyways, um, no, I think I think for both movies though, he directed them really well, um, especially even for you when it comes to Deepwater Horizon. We we all agree. When that moment hits, mm-hmm. where the where the with a rack explode, I don't even know what yeah. it's called. Um, when it explodes, like we're all just like <sighs> like we're all just trying yeah. to like catch our breath. And then the same thing happened when the bombs uh, exploded in Patriots and Patriots. There, we're just like, yeah. oh my gosh, I think this man deserves to get recognition. It is crazy. This man put out two movies and is not getting recognized. It's I ridiculous. Know. I
0: agree. I agree. Um, and
1: then also he be- I hope that he gets I hope that he gets nominated for best director and mm-hmm. um, in, in the academy. I just think he deserves it yeah um, he at least deserves to be nominated for one of, for one of those movies because I think he did a fantastic job directing both honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, I think something needs to be said for Martin Scorsese in silence.
1: Yeah, that's another one. Um, that's geez. not getting any buzz whatsoever. Which is so
0: strange because it's Martin Scorsese. So it's almost like, do you think it's a case of... Because for me, I think that movie is brilliant. I love that movie. And I know a lot of people do. There are a lot of people who would say that it's one of his best And it's really interesting that he is not really getting much buzz, especially for director. Silence is getting... A lot of people are thinking that it might sneak into Best Picture, but he's not getting much buzz when it comes to director at all. So I think that's really interesting. That's really
1: strange. Do you think
0: it's a case of he's kind of... Everybody's like, it's Scorsese. He doesn't need another nomination, you know? mm -hmm. Do you think that's possible that that's the case?
1: Maybe... You know, but at the same time, I mean, maybe it's just the time of the, you know, when all these awards have already happened, you know? I know. It's really interesting. Because, I mean, that's what, that's that's the same thing I could, we can, we can basically say the same thing for Patriot's Day because Patriot's Day was released on December 25th, I I believe Yeah. Limited, So, yeah, yeah, so maybe that was, that's the reason because, you know, you got all these nominations already coming out, you know what I'm saying? And you got already, all these people already winning their awards. Yeah. Um...
0: We still got time for people to be campaigning and stuff, so maybe these things change. I don't know, but
1: yeah. But I mean, at the same time, Silence wasn't like a huge uh, uh-huh. release compared to the other films that came out, such as like Patriots Day. I must say, Patriots Day. Um, you know, Manchester by the Sea. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't think it was uh, really released, and especially the marketing for that. There was, there was. I have not seen a marketing for that movie at all, besides me going to the theater. I've uh, not seen any marketing. Yeah, I've not seen any marketing for yeah. Silence at all.
0: It is really strange. I agree. I don't know. Uh, to me, the only like I think
1: hasn't. It, how long has he spent working on this film? I heard he's been working on this film for what sixteen. Like he's wanted
0: to make it for sixteen years. Yeah, at least um, he really thought about making it right after he directed um, the Last Temptation of Christ, uh, which is a long time ago. So that's even weirder. But anyway, um, so uh, I think Damien Chazelle's a lock. Because it's La Land, uh, Barry Jenkins has been in this discussion for a long time. He's a lot Kenneth La- Lonergan. Look, I know you would disagree, <laughs> and I know I'm in the minority here. So whatever, but I wouldn't. Te- I would really not put him in there for director, even if even if I like the movie. I just don't know if that's a, kind of a direction given movie, driven movie. I think that's more of a screenplay driven movie. I have no qualms with it being for. Um, best original screenplay in a nominee there. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's kind of a direction given move or driven movie. I would say the same thing for what I would say is the best film of last year, Spotlight. I it was um, the director was up for best director, and I did not think he would win, and I was not. I would not have voted for him. Even though I think that was the best film of that year, it was a script-driven movie. It wasn't a it wasn't a direction-driven movie, you know? Yeah. And I would say the same thing, even if I did love that movie as much as uh, Manchester by the Sea as much as everybody else, I would say the same thing. I just don't think it was a direction-driven movie. So, but I can understand why it's there. Arrival, I think, deserves um, Denis Villeneuve, however you say his name, deserves it. Garth Davis is the only one that I would say definitely, I think there's... Better choices, Scorsese or Peter Berg. Peter yeah, uh, that's that's the one I would take out. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out when it yeah. comes to the actual nomination. I don't know. Um, and then the only other one that I really want to talk about is the PGA Awards, the Producers Guild of America. Um, whew. this the Producers Guild has been very consistent with. Pro- with predicting Best Picture nominees and winners. Um, they are actually one of the best. So if you want to know who has, like, if, you, if you're into betting or in Vegas and all that stuff, <laughs> this is one you want to pay attention to. Uh, Producers Guild is very good about this kind of thing um, because they always kind of follow a pretty similar format to the voting process for the Academy for Best Picture. Okay. So this is interesting because, yet again, Deadpool is on this list. For their top award for Outstanding Producer for The Electrical Motion Pictures. This is their top award. This is the one. This is a Best Picture Predictor. Deadpool's on this list. <laughs> okay. that, that blows my mind. Um, Arrival is on this list. Not surprising. Very. Uh, I'm really hoping that one gets the nomination um, for the Academy as well. Fences is on this list. Um, Hacksaw Ridge. Heller, Highwater. Hidden Figures. La La Land. Lion. Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight. Um, they have ten nominees. It'll. It's very unlikely that the Academy will have ten. Normally, it's eight to ten. It's anywhere in there. Um, it'll probably be around eight. Um, so, I don't think Deadpool has a. Sh- I, to me, why Deadpool got nominated is because they are looking at this. While it is a good predictor of the um, of Best Picture, they are looking at this as producers. So, because the movie made so much money, you know, I think that is kind of why it got nominated. Because they put so much, they put so little into it uh, when it comes to, like, relatively at least for big superhero movies and it made so much that they're looking at it and going wow that was a great job by the producer you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so I think that might be playing into it more I just I can't again I cannot imagine Deadpool this is the one I'm more confident about Deadpool not being nominated for best picture than I am about it being nominated for adapted screenplay I think adapted screenplay is way more likely than best picture I do not see that happening for best picture
1: I agree I agree with you there um, any other Deadpool surprises? Getting, in here? Like I can't believe Deadpool is getting possible Oscar buzz. Uh-huh. It's weird, it's crazy. It's yeah, it, it is it's crazy. really mind-boggling
0: to me. But whatever. Um, do you have any other surprises in here?
1: No, man. That's the only big surprise for me is Deadpool. Okay. Because to me, I'm was like there have been. Especially Guardians. Guardians was like, dang, Guardians. Don't Guardians they get nominated for nothing? Like, yeah, back then, yeah. <laughs> like, it's interesting. Um, Star Wars Episode Seven, Rogue One. I mean, it got nominated like, for
0: technical stuff,
1: but yeah, but like, why not Anything yeah. else? Come on now. Like, is it's crazy?
0: Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, like look, Force
1: Awakens last year, buttload of money just uh-huh. in box office weekend. It broke. It broke the record. Yeah. Um, so. To me, if you if you're gonna be talking about producers wise, you know, Mm -hmm. it broke it broke that record. It is crazy how that didn't that that didn't get recognized. You're gonna be talking about produce like producers, and that broke a record that should have gotten recognized. Mm -hmm. Especially Avengers back in 2012, that should have gotten recognized. You're gonna be talking about like the amount of like you know that. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also
0: put a lot of money into it. That's why I I don't know. It's interesting. It's because it's not just about. How much they actually like earn back because it's also you gotta, it's kind of the yeah, difference but, but, that they're But talking.
1: these, but those movies, the two movies that I mentioned, they're billion dollar mark. I know you what know? I'm saying. So it's that's what I'm saying. It, it is crazy. Um, if we're talking about that, yeah. um, it is crazy, 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 crazy. I don't know
0: it's it's definitely interesting. Um, uh, we we praised Hidden Figures, but I that that one kind of surprises me because. I think it's a very good movie, and I do agree that it's underrated. I just don't know if it's, like, best picture. I am I'm, I'm happy. I
1: think it's best picture. I think wow. that, I, yeah, because I think the production value. I need I think to get a rating for that, by the way. I think the production value, I'm going to give that movie a 9.1. I think that wow. movie, yeah, I think Whoa. that movie had <laughs> great production value. I think the cast, you know, the cast in that movie. That's the one thing I do agree on. The, the cast, is cast in that movie is so amazing um you know it really respects the time error you know you see that these women are struggling you know with not only with racism but mm-hmm. you know also uh, also people are sexist toward them because they're women you know yeah. and you really and you really see them struggle and you know it's an inspiring movie you know mm-hmm. they're fighting for they're fighting to make their own way and um i really love this movie this movie has great characters these characters have great chemistry, and it respects that time error so well. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it mm-hmm. it just, it's one of those movies, it, it's, it's just like, no, you can't do it. Like, you're not allowed. And they break the rules, and like, yeah, I can do it. Like, we can do it. And I really like inspiring movies like that where they can, you know, where they power through tough times, you know? Mm-hmm. Those were tough times back in the day, and and they showed it in that movie. Yeah, and you know even though that there were tough times, they still had a great time. You know, so, so I um, really respect that movie. So it's that's like, on your top ten. That's yeah, that's wow. on my top. Yeah, it's to me, it's a really wow. good movie. I really, I didn't, I didn't think I would love it as much, but I really did, dude. It was, it was fantastic.
0: <laughs> we are actually pretty off on that movie, actually, because I. Have it at, like,
1: a 7.8. I think that movie is way better than a 7.8, okay. man. But um, I think it's highly underrated. It's And it's so sad that it's highly underrated for me. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that it's highly yeah, underrated. It's making
0: decent money, actually. But...
1: Underrated in the sense of, like, like critics-wise. Like, like, uh, critics-wise okay. like, like, when it comes to buzz for the Oscars mm, fair um, and stuff like that. Well,
0: maybe not with this producer's... Um, Guild nomination. Yeah, man. I mean, it,
1: it, I do think I don't know if I want it to win necessarily, but I do want it to be nominated. Okay.
0: All right. Um. All right. So, uh, you want to do recommendations?
1: Yeah, man. What are you recommending?
0: Um, man, I am not actually sure. Do you have anything? All <laughs> right, I'm gonna thinking about
1: it. I'm going to recommend Deepwater Horizon. Oh, um. Okay. Because it's a This, you know, Patriots. They really just can. And maybe we should do like a top 10 uh, best director of 2016 in an episode sometime. But Peter Berg really just solidified his spot on being Mm -hmm. my top 10 director. He released two movies in one year. And they're both really great. And Deepwater Horizon for me was me really getting to know Peter Berg. And that movie for me was amazing. I Mm -hmm. really liked that movie. That was almost on my top 10 best and almost on my top 10 favorites. The cinematography in the movie, for me, was amazing. This director knows how to use sound. He knows how to use sound. The sound in that movie was fantastic. And when I tell you that when stuff hits the fan, oh boy, it hits the fan. I was grabbing that in my... like I was at the edge of my seat just like, what the hell? Yeah. I'll be um, shocked if it doesn't get
0: nominated for sound design.
1: Yeah, because that movie was just so great. Um, the he he got so many great performances out of out of many out of many people. Um Kurt Russell. Great. Kurt <laughs> he was he was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, you know, he just does a great job and he and Mark Wahlberg obviously work fantastic together. They have three great movies together. Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, and now Patriots Day. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely check out um Deepwater Horizon also Patriots Day while still in theaters, guys. Such great films. Um, definitely check it out.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. My recommendation is going to be, um... You still thinking about it? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I know. I know what it is. Uh, because actually I'm watching the second one with my brother, uh, not at the moment, obviously, but, um, we're, we started watching it earlier and then something happened so we couldn't finish it, but the Godfather movies, um, these are... Look, we—I just—we re- just reviewed a crime drama on here, um, and not up to par crime drama, but a crime drama nonetheless. is my favorite genre for a reason. Um, Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies, but The Godfather. Um, Those first two movies, I still haven't seen the third one because I've heard not great things, but those first two movies are considered um, Some of the best of all time for a reason so watch them They are truly engrossing and they pull you in and you're just sucked into this world and it's like you're sitting there actually watching these things happen It's so so brilliantly done Um, They deserve the praise that they get. That's all I'll say. So yeah, that's what I got
1: Alright, man. Where can people find
0: you on social media? Alright, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And also, make sure you follow the Screenfellas um, channels everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. we got some cool videos coming out pretty soon. And we've also got some cool videos up there as well. Um, And then also, some updates um, for um, upcoming events. I will be going back to Virginia um, (laughs) this weekend. (laughs) So, um, we kind of have... uh, we're going to have a couple of different kind of things happening. Um, I'm going to be kind of looking for a more permanent place to record. So we could have, um, just fluctuating recording times and fluctuating audio quality. So just bear with us as we kind of trudge through all of that. Um, as we kind of get resettled into our situation. Um, and then also keep in mind, we have an awesome guest coming up for the next episode. If everything goes well, we do have a really cool guest coming up. So, um, keep, be excited! Yes, keep your eyes open for that um, <laughs> because it, I'm very excited about it. So um, definitely keep your eyes open definitely.
1: for that. Definitely, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter at castrozy, on Instagram at ozzy Cray and definitely check out our YouTube channel, guys. We have a lot of great stuff coming out. Um, 2017, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. You know, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm an excited person. YouTube channel, it's gonna be exciting, guys. Check it out. All right, guys. Carlos, you ready? Yeah. Look, guys. Honestly, this is gonna be my last episode with him for a while, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna cry a little bit while I say this. give this intro, outro. I'm sorry. I'm gonna miss you, Carlos. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play, guys. This is Screenfellas.